This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. This episode is sponsored by Conscious Transformation Trainer, Matthew Labosco. Conscious Transformation is a proven system for personal development designed to help you create a meaningful and fulfilling life. Based on cutting-edge neuroscience, ancient wisdom practices, genetics, and psychology, Matthew helps you shift limiting mental, emotional, and physical patterns to reach your full potential. To inquire about working with Matthew as a private client or join one of his classes or weekend seminars, please visit ConsciousTransformation.com slash Matt-Labosco. Well, today's awesome, inspiring guest, I changed the title a little bit. He is my coach and my friend, Matt Labosco. How do you like that one? That's a big humdinger. But before we go in, because me and Matt could talk for hours and I got a schedule because I actually have to go to a, Matt, I hope you enjoy this. I have to go to a woman's bra event. How do you like that? Yes, I have to get fitted for a bra. That's all kinds of funny stuff. But anywho, let me tell you about Matt. Matt Labosco is a licensed conscious transformation trainer, energy practitioner, and movement therapist. He works with individuals all over the world now through his private practice classes and workshops. Matthew has studied with some of the most revolutionary and progressive health professionals in many different fields, and his multidiscipline approach, I love, has empowered individuals from all over the world to access a life of health and vitality they didn't even realize was possible. What's up, Matt? How are you? I am fantastic, Sandy. How are you? You like that I'm including you, that I have to go, I'm going. This is out of my comfort zone. You know how I don't do girly girl things? I'm going to a woman's networking event where they fit you for the proper bra. Who does a thing? A you just go to Target and buy a bra and you call it a day, but this should be wow. fast. Wow. This, this is the whole thing. How do you like that? I there can't you hear all about that one. <laughs> Seriously. Like, okay. Like, see what you don't have to go through as a male. But anyhow, the reason I wanted Matt to come back on so quickly. I was like, we got to get you in. We got to get you in. Besides, he and I could just chit chat forever. Unless keep it real is we were talking about that. I started a new podcast just for the ladies, which is why I'm thinking of the bra met uh, called positive bitch. And the B is crossed out power lady. And I did it. So it would just be a little piece of my world that is just for the girls of all ages. And Recently in my life, I was questioning different things that was going on in business and what it meant to stand in your true power and how I don't want to be a bitch. I don't even think anyone would ever think I was a bitch, but if they did, I had to be okay with it. You know, if I felt really good and what space I was coming from. So me, Mac, got on this and you're probably thinking I wanted the male perspective because I think it's really important to hear how they view it. So what do you think about all that, Matt? Do you ever think I could be, I mean, everyone, I guess at a point could be called a bitch, right? There's going to be someone that doesn't like you. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, people are going to have all kinds of expectations of you that, that they may not have articulated. And when they don't get met, they'll have all kinds of opinions about who you are and what you're doing. And yeah, they could call you a bitch. They could call you an asshole. They can call you all kinds of things. But that has nothing to do with you. It's it's more about what's happening for them. I'm all sure. right. But come on. Yeah, I'm sure you thought of this, though. There has to be, because you and I were talking about this. There are women you meet that you think, oh, my God, they are. Just like a guy can be a jerk, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's women that you meet that you think, oh, my God, they are such a bitch. No? Um, I guess I, I – let me think about that. Well, you uh, say, hmm, they're in a bad mood today. Or, well, they got off the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, I mean, I think – there are people that are in different experiences uh, of the day. And, and I, when I see somebody who, as, as I would say, most people would call that person's a bitch or that person's an asshole. Um, I hope this is, this isn't a kid's show. Is it Sandy? Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not fun. <laughs> okay. 
what what I see is somebody in fight or flight. That's all I see. I see somebody who's in a in a fear based place, and they are doing whatever they can to manage that fear, that place of fight or flight. Um, and f- sometimes people fight, and when they're in that fight state, they would they can be perceived as an asshole, a, a bitch, a, whatever, yeah. a jerk. Yeah, jerk. Yeah. But people in the same state, they might choose to flee. And, and so those people, um, we don't call them bitches, but we don't call them assholes because they, we might call them somebody that rolls over and then they, you know, but this, their state that they're in, um, is no different than the person who's quote unquote being an asshole. They just have a different strategy of dealing with being in that fight or flight state. And I'll also tell you that sometimes in that fight or flight state, you know, when you're in that that fight or flight, when you're activated and your brain is in that state, there's a sense of not feeling power and control. So one of the best ways to access what I call perceived power and control is to go on the aggressive. Um, and, and that's where anger um, gives us this perception of control and power. And so if we start to to a place of anger uh, you could call that person a bitch or an asshole because they're acting from a place of anger. And all they're really trying to do is trying to gain some control or power that they clearly don't have. And so they'll act out their insecurity, for example, with anger because most people would opt for anger than they would for insecurity. Meaning if you had a choice of feeling insecure and unworthy and powerless or angry, you're going to choose anger most of the time because anger at least gives you this perception of power. It gives yes. you the perception of control. Even though we can all look at people that are angry and the last thing we would, we would describe someone who's angry uh, the last, the last, the last way we would describe it when you see somebody angry is, wow, that person's in control of themselves. We actually would view it from a place of, wow, that person's completely out of control. Yeah, but you know what? All right, so that, that, there's a lot to go into there, but let's just back up in the first point. I'm thinking of me. Let's just go in different situations. So let's start with the first situation because I think it matters whether you're with your family or you're in a business meeting. If I'm in a business meeting and I get angry, they, even though they might consider me a bitch, they could still consider me powerful. If I go, you know, away with my tail between my legs and don't stick up for myself, my team is going to think I'm weak and insecure. So you're right. It's better to get angry. Well, I guess you've got to define what the goal is. You got to define what am I trying to accomplish here? Um, so when we say better, I don't know what you mean by better. Uh, and I, I can assume what I, what you mean by better is I get the result called people. Um, I look like, okay. So for example, let, let's just put this all out there. I very rarely get angry at biz- in business. If I did, I think people would run. So let's just keep that in mind. I get more slammed on the other side that I will take it. If I can't say anything and not come from peace or love, Matt, I will get quiet and I will rather not say anything. And I will say something like, I think I need to think about this. I want to get back to you as much as the people might want an answer from me. If I'm really angry and I cannot get myself back to that space, I will say, I need to get back to you. Whatever's going to come out of my mouth. I'm not thinking clearly. I want to think on it. But many times it's viewed at like wimp, like just get angry and pissed off. They would rather have that than me do that. I'm not ashamed of that. Like, I'd rather do what I do. You know what yeah, I mean? When, I, when you say they, like, who are you talking about? Like, if I'm if, with when I'm with my team and my employees, and I'm, I'm just thinking of different times where we've been in meetings and been negotiating, and I know for – I'll give you an example. 
we're negotiating for new space, right? And I have my some of my managers with me and my partner. And the other side we know is downright lying. Like they're twisting everything. If I start getting that, like one time, that upset, and I can't get to that place where I'm not going to be angry and say something I regret, I will just say, listen, we got to table this. I need to think on it. Let me chew on it. And let me get back to you because I'm not you know, happy with, you know, the results. And I don't want to say something to regret. I feel really good about that. But many times it, it's like, you should have just told them what you thought and, you know what I mean? And been angry and been pissed off and let them know they're big fat liars. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, I think you know what I'm saying, like, they think yeah. like you should have been like, you jerk, you asshole. That's a downright lie. And the younger version of me would have done that. Sure. But the mature version of me is like, I don't feel like I'm walking away with the tail between my legs. I feel like I need to regroup and think about like what you said, the outcome. Like, what is the end result I want? Right. And is well, this going to give it to me if I get angry here? So I just would love your opinion because that's happened more than a number of times where they're like, you should have just been like your old self and been like, F you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that was fun. But yeah. what's it get me? Well, I think people, when they have that thought or opinion or, or advice, they, they don't realize that there's other options and that the other options might actually produce the outcome that you're looking to create. You're reacting. And, 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 and I can tell you that when, you, when you're angry, um, you're stupid, Okay, so so and I'm being personally, guys, not you, just me. Sandy's stupid. Yeah, exactly. Just Sandy. But everyone else is brilliant. But but your brain, when we're stupid, I mean, when we're angry, we can't think. Yeah. Right. Like like physiologically, I agree. Shuts off. It's not even my opinion. Like your frontal lobe shuts off. Yeah. You can't critically think. You can't be creative. You lose the capacity to think. So there's no scenario that you could tell me where anger is a good idea to take action from. Ooh, good. Yeah, I agree. So centering yourself and doing what you're doing to me is going to, to give you the best chance to actually think through and, and truly create the outcome that you're looking to create. Can you understand, though, maybe for a younger perspective, they want you to just ream a person out, especially when they feel like injustice is being done? Don't you think that's a common thing? Oh, my God. I mean, it is the reason why there's wars on this on, in the world. It, like what you're speaking to is the reason why the world is what it is, because we all react and 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 have this concept of injustice and we have to fight and we have to like stand up and, and, and do all this stuff from a place of anger and, 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 and insecurity. I mean, this is what perpetuates the consciousness that we see in the world. Like there is no name, somebody that has influenced and changed the world in a positive way, the household names that did it from a place of anger. Ooh. Like name them. I'm not good All at of that. Them. I don't. Well, if there was somebody, I wouldn't know because I kind of go for more for the peaceful ones. But but th- think about it. like all the household names. I don't care if it's Nelson Mandela, Gandhi, Jesus. But, I mean, uh, Mother Teresa. Like name the people that have had an impact in our in our world in That's such true. a profound way. Which one of them did it from a place of anger? Yeah, no one. None of them. And could you make good a point, case? Point. Could you make a case that each one of those individuals that I just named could have created a very strong narrative to be angry and, and injustice and, yeah. and and oh disrespect man and you know you gotta stand up for yourself and blah 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 and all this nonsense. Yeah. You could have easily created a narrative. But yeah. but then we wouldn't know who they are. They would have just been the next person that quote unquote stood up for themselves and did yeah. all the crap. You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. And I'm not saying this is just from a male perspective, but I can tell you, Matt, that in the last year where there were like a one or two people really close to me that thought other business people were taking advantage of me and they didn't, 
they thought that by me saying, listen, I see what they're doing. I see what they're about. You and I have spoken about this. And so we won't name names, but I know what the end result is and I'll confront it in this way. I have to tell you, it kind of was getting to me and I almost caved, but I didn't when they were looking at me like, oh, well, you're just being taken advantage of and you're letting them walk all over you because I didn't yell back. You know what I mean? And it wasn't getting angry back. And I can see other women thinking that way. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to be that person. Yet something inside was like, no, don't, don't fall for it. Don't let them convince you. There's no way screaming and yelling and getting angry and calling someone names is going to make you look like a true leader. But it like, was like, how insane that is. Like, how is that helpful? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 if you actually stop and think about it, like, how is this going to help? I know. Now, yeah. I understand that when people are triggered, see, when people have the opinion of what you should be doing, mm-hmm. they're just articulating and stating where they're at. They're triggered by what's happening. They're oh, no, at your point. They're, they're the ones angry. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. they're looking through a certain lens. And so what occurs to, to them for you to do is all coming from a certain intelligence. And the intelligence is anger, frustration, whatever. So yeah. of course they're going to say that's the thing to do because they can't think clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think, and obviously this is just one man's opinion, but do you think that it's more likely if a man states his facts in a meeting, he's a strong leader and that it's still that a woman would be a bitch? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do think... That's a tricky question, isn't it? It's tricky. Well, I do think that there are definitely certain beliefs that we have in a society of how men are, are men are supposed to behave, quote unquote, or what we would consider okay for for men to show up, and this is how women show up. Like there is definitely this belief structure societally around the expectations of how women should be and how men should be, and men are allowed to do this. And women are supposed to be this way. And we have this whole thing rooted into our society of the belief structure of of how men should act and how women should act. And if those expectations aren't met, then we have an opinion about these people. So if a man doesn't get angry, doesn't get pissed off, doesn't react, then they might look at him as a sissy. Yeah. Right? And if a woman reacts angrily, we'll call her a bitch. Simply because they didn't meet the expectations that we've created through our society. That's the only thing. So yes, there is no question. There's this, there's this overarching belief structure that we have in our society about the rules of the way men should behave or what's acceptable for men or what men are allowed to do. And, and then there's the rules about what women's role is and what women are allowed to, or supposed to do what's ladylike. Yeah. You know, or, you know, but this is all just, Ooh, that's funny. Ladylike. Yeah, exactly. Like these are, these are all the societal beliefs that we've created, you know, that and go back. They're, they're not going to change overnight. You know, no. they are. Yeah. No. And there are some people that there are still people that hold very true that certain people, certain races are not, shouldn't have the equal rights as we do. I mean, that's a belief structure. That yeah. some people still hold on to, and at a point in time, not that long ago, our uh, you know it wasn't an uncommon thought through our for our country to think that, right? So you know there are certain belief structures that we have been indoctrinated with, um, that you know we, we because we can have conversations like you and I are having and create awareness and say, gosh, well, does this really make sense? Yeah. Does this yeah. Belief does this belief really align with the kind of experience that we're trying to have here? And that's what creates the change. That's what starts the trajectory of us questioning these belief structures that we live with as factual, but they're not factual. They're just beliefs. That's true. That's true. And it's changing. And the reason I, I started the positive bitch power lady is because it was rubbing me that I get women, you know, it's even more so, which I'm sure you feel too. They want to make sure they stick up for themselves. They say what's on their mind. They confront issues. They see their value in the world. And I'm all about that. 
But why, why would women want to do that? See, this is what's important. This is where you got to be careful. Okay. I'm listening. Why, why do women, why would a woman orient that way? Think about it. Oh, I need to, I need to make sure my voice is heard. I need to make sure this, I need to make sure that how, what would you say their emotional state is if that's what they're making sure needs to happen? Okay, say that one more time. So if they feel like they need to be heard. Yep. And, and go and ahead. What, like what it like what you just said. Like, well, you know, it's important for women these days to make sure they're heard, stand up for themselves. Okay. All right. No, I got it. I got it. Well, I think it really depends on the individual because there's so many different circumstances. True. But but I'm saying in general. In like general, I feel as if they feel like they didn't in the past. Okay. So if they perceive, and I'm not going to say that that's not true. All right. I'm not going to say that there wasn't a time where um, women were uh, looked at in a certain way in our society of, well, how could you have an opinion about business? You're a woman yeah. You're yeah. in the kitchen or whatever that used to yeah. sound like. That. Yeah. I mean, you watch some of it, you know, what's that show? Mad Men. And yeah. it's pretty, pretty wild when you really think about it. That wasn't that long ago. So yeah, I, crazy. I understand where the, where it comes from. But if, and the only thing I'm, I'm offering as a perspective is if a woman was engaging in this world and saying, you know what? I want to make sure that people um, hear me Mm -hmm. um, and respect me. Mm -hmm. um, Then there must be this, there must be a feeling that I'm not respected, which has this, could have this undertone of insecurity or fear of engaging. Okay. So if I came to the table and say, Hey, I'm confident, empowered, woman and I can express my opinion and and I don't I'm I'm not looking for something I'm not looking to feel uh confident or empowered or worthy through the expression of what I'm saying I'm already that does that make sense yes but it's complicated <laughs> well it- it's I, mean, I understand it because I've spoke to you a lot, but I think it's good. The key is what am I feeling and why am I about to do what I'm doing? That's how you check in. Like, do I feel empowered right now? Do I feel valued? Do I feel worthy? Is that there right now as I'm about to express myself? And the response I get from whatever I'm articulating to does not is not the condition to me feeling valued. Okay, so can I can I just say it in my own words? Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not a lot, woman. Okay, that was funny. Um, we, you and I talk about it all the time. It it really is not when anyone's perceiving. It's how how you're showing up and what you're bringing to the table. So if you feel what you say has value and you're worthy before going into a situation, then that's going to be a whole different outcome. You're looking for them to To validate validate you and have worthiness. And it is true, but I need need this men or this group of men to respect me. Yeah. Where if you respect yourself, like if they get you, that's icing on the cake, but if they don't, you're good. I I get what you're saying. And that takes a lot of practice and a lot of training yeah. and you Absolutely. need to work on it every single day, which I do, but yeah. the play devil's advocate, let's mm-hmm. talk about uh, women in all different types of situations, which they feel bad or guilty or regret because they didn't stick up for themselves in the past. All right. So let's not talk about today. Let's just say even like something, you know, that they should have told this, like a lot of things have been around, um, you know, something sexually, or even if it's just major or minor, and they didn't feel like they didn't want to be that person to stand up for themselves. They didn't want to cause trouble. They didn't want to lose their jobs. They didn't want to rock because it was different. You know what I mean? Times are different. Absolutely. Like you said, six months, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's say they did that. And now, they did what? 
like they didn't stand up for themselves back then. You know what I mean? In the past, things that happened and they wish they would have said, but they didn't. Okay. Yeah. I hear about this all the time. Sure. And now because the times they are changing, you, whenever you get a tribe or a group, a bigger group and the energy starts going, you feel more comfortable. All right. Standing mm-hmm. up for yourself and saying what's on your mind. I think a lot of this is coming from, I don't want that to happen again. Did you see the difference like that? No, 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 not anymore. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this, you know, and, and I don't want to have any regret because they have that guilt or regret that they didn't do it before, but now they have more courage because of the feeling behind them. Do, do you see the difference? But it's mm-hmm. still like that feeling of like, oh, no, not this time. This time I'm going to be powerful. This time, do you know what I mean? I'm going all in because I don't want that to happen again. Do yes. you see the difference? I mean, I don't yeah. know. No, I got you. So here, here's kind of how I would I would look at that situation. There is you know a, what I mean? Or it could have been in business. Let's say for example, somebody took advantage of me in business absolutely. and I was a weenie butt. And now I learn from my experience. I'm like, hell no. Not this time, because I want to learn from my experience. I might come in wanting to prove something. Yes, but he, and here's how I would, if that if that had that person in my office and basically said that to me, in whatever situation, whether right. it was a sexual thing that happened or a business thing or I don't know, whatever the, decision whatever. Made, yeah. Yeah, whatever the decision that was made in the past that they look back on and say, gosh, I would have done that differently. Yeah. What I would say to them was, what was the what was your state when you made that emo- when you made that decision five years ago? Where were you? Oh, I felt I felt insecure. I felt uh, guilty. I felt ashamed. Yeah. So then I'd say, okay, so guilt, shame, and insecurity advised you to take the actions you took. Okay. And so guilt, shame, and insecurity is what has created the the outcome of that decision. So you had, you you consulted with guilt, shame, and insecurity, and it advised you to take those actions, and that's what you did, and it produced a certain outcome. What you're saying to me now is that's not the outcome you're looking to create. So who would you like to consult with here today so that you can create a different outcome for yourself now that you're faced with this current situation, you say, okay, well, I want to, I, w- I want to consult with, with, with confidence. I want to consult with empowerment. I want to consult with acceptance and, and peace or whatever. And I say, great. So let's align ourselves with that and let's move forward from here as opposed to looking into the past and trying to avoid the past because now I'm back into a fear-based state because I'm trying to avoid the pain of the past. Okay, I got you. I got you. you know I mean? So, yeah. I I am a big uh, uh, a proponent and always advise the people that I work with never to have your mark of create of avoiding something that's happened in the past. Like create, have your mark forward. Hey, what's the outcome of the experience you'd like to create? Let's align ourselves with this moment with that going forward. Let's not let's not drive the car by looking in the rearview mirror and trying to avoid things that we've that's happened. Because the only thing that's going to do from an experience standpoint is going to recreate the experience of insecurity. It's going to re- recreate the experience of shame. It's going to recreate the experience of guilt because we're constantly trying to avoid those things. So whatever we whatever we focus on, we create. So if I'm focused on not having the experience from the past, yeah, then I'm yeah. ensuring myself that I will recreate the experience of the past. Okay. And now that doesn't mean when I say experience, I'm not talking about necessarily the yeah, thing that yeah. I'm talking about the experience of guilt, shame, regret, etc. Okay. So let's back up here. Because I like what you said, and it, I can chew my teeth on it because I know you and you and I have had many conversations. So here they come in, and you, you, which I love the way you did it, and you open up to the fact, okay, now think about it. You know, you were coming from a whole different space years ago. Okay, fine. 
And so that's not who they want to consult with now. This is where they want to come from. And this is how they want to show up, which is totally different than the way they were. Mm-hmm. How doesn't it take some time? Like you said, you can't run from it. But if they have that in their space and in their energy, how's it going to go away just overnight? Like, because now I go, no, I don't, I don't, now I want to show up with love and courage. Isn't it going to stay with them because it's so strong in their memories? Well, but well, well, yes. I mean, I'm not going to say that um, the, the, uh, those other emotions and experiences won't, won't get activated, but, but at the very least, at least I'm focused on where I want to go. Gotcha. If I'm focused on where I want to go, there's a much higher likelihood of me getting there. If I am constantly focused on what I don't want, and I haven't even named where I want to go. Like that's the other thing. Like we haven't even named what we're trying to create. What's the outcome we're looking for here? Like what's the objective here? Most people don't even name that. Most people are only able to name what they don't want. And they're hyper-focused on what they don't want. And I'll ask people constantly, hey, you know, they'll tell me their whole story. Here's my problem. This is what I want. And they go and I give people, I give them a half hour. Like that's my time frame. <laughs> Let you tell me up to a half hour. What you don't want. Things you have and all the things you don't want. Yeah. And then I'll stop you and I'll say, okay, thank you for sharing that. What, what is it that you'd like to create in your life? What is the experience you look to create? And what do you think happens when I ask that question? They don't know the answer. They just stare at me and they're just like, huh? Did you hear everything I just said? I'm like, yeah, I heard it. What would you like to create? And I go, oh, I just told you. And I go, no, you didn't. Yeah, but in you their mind, they think they have. Yeah. Exactly. People have no idea what they want to create. So that's got to me. If we don't name the destination, we're never going to get there. If we're only naming the places we don't want to go. Right. This is, I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. It just wants people. Yeah, you're right. You are paralyzing yourself. Okay. You've chained yourself to that exact thing. So I, I, I definitely I'm on board here with you. You know how I feel. I think what you think about you get. So if you keep thinking about all the things you don't want, that's what you're bringing in. And or or, or even Sandy, this whole idea of I need to protect myself, like. Like people don't respect me. I, I got to make sure I, I I'm, I'm I'm valued because like the world is not a like. There's this yeah. whole context of fear, and so I'm orienting to needing to protect myself from all the evil men in the world, or the evil people in the world, or yeah. the evil corporations in the world. And I have to make sure that I that I stand up for myself because it's dangerous out there, and I have to like. It's all in the context of fear. Okay, so let's put a different spin on that. How would you tell them to start rewarding that? What do you mean start like rewarding? They came in and said, all right, Matt, well, I don't want this to happen again. You know, I don't want to think men are all, you know, male bashing or jerks. How, how could they change that conversation in their head? Uh, the question I'd be like, what is, I would have them completely not focus on it and focus on, well, what is it that you'd like to create? What's the experience of life you're looking to have? So let's forget about men. Let's forget about whatever the thing is. I know we're talking about men, women thing right now. Right. So, but if it was a person just about in men. General, women, just in general. It's in general. Like, well, what is it the experience you're looking to create? Like, what is the life you're looking to live? Like, if you could wake up and be in any experience of life, if you could wake up and just feel completely free, completely confident, completely empowered, what would occur to you to do? What would you do? Like people don't ask that question enough. They're, they have not trained their brain to start orienting that way. And so when I ask people these questions, they look at me like I am literally speaking another language because they're so hyper-focused on the problems they believe they have and they think that is impeding them from feeling free. And so all we do is focus on this problem we have that we believe is in our way from creating freedom, from creating empowerment, from creating joy. So then I just say, okay, well, let's assume that was gone. Let's assume men, like, let's assume whatever problem you believe you have wasn't there. Yeah, I'm with you. What would you be? What what, what would that experience be? And what would you do? It changes the game. Yeah. Because why put a condition to our peace? Why put a condition on our, our freedom, our empowerment? 
I mean, Nelson Mandela was in prison, and that wasn't a condition to his freedom. Okay. I'm not saying it's easy, right? I'm not, but what I am telling you, it is possible. No, no, I understand. I understand. And you know, I agree with you. I I'm thinking that you're 100% right. They don't realize they're doing it ass backwards. They really don't. Yeah. You got to say what you don't want. So you don't get it again. And you have to keep saying it. And it takes a while to get around that theory and train, train the brain to think different. Yeah. It'd be no different training, than, yeah. It'd be no different than you committing to only speak Russian from this day forward. Think about if I think about if I said to you, Sandy, I have a hundred million dollars in cash in a bag. And the only thing you have to do tomorrow is only speak Russian. Think about how conscious your day would be tomorrow. Hell yeah. Do you follow me? Like because like in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> like you would you would have to be hyper vigilant and focused in every moment of the day. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you weren't focused and conscious, you will have English come out of your mouth. Absolutely. Exactly. So if I'm looking to train peace, confidence, empowerment, the experience of joy, if I in the beginning Right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to be pretty mindful of what am I thinking about right now. What yeah. am I orienting yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. Right, and obviously there are certain practices and things you can do to help train your brain to create a different experience. I agree, and I and I one hundred thousand percent do think it is training and it is work. If you've always said words like. I don't like myself. I'm stupid. I hate myself and all that. Look, and you've done that for year after year after year. It's not going to all of a sudden the next day you go, Oh, I love myself. You know, it takes constant work every single day. And consistency and intensity is what is what trains anything. Whether you're trying to learn golf, whether you're trying to speak another language while you're trying to learn how to play the piano, the way you learn, the way our brain learns is through consistency and intensity. And there's no exception to that. All right. So what, like you said, first, you have to know what you want. You have to be a believer that it's not helping you to constantly think about what you don't want and focus on that, which I think of you, which we spoke about before. If you think about it and you say to someone, well, how does it make you feel to think about all that stuff? Does it serve you well? Most people can at least go, well, no, it doesn't make me feel good at all. And then, but thinking about what you do want makes you feel better. So it's a star, but let's focus in now with all this and talk about standing, especially as a female, we're talking about in your true power and what that feels like. And there's so many different areas of really feeling like you're embracing all your power. And what I'm hearing from you is it doesn't matter what's coming out of the mouth. It's how you feel in that space. It doesn't matter. Well, again, like why is it important for women to stand in their power? Why, why are we, why are we, why is that an important thing? Why should that be something we're focused on? You mean versus men or just just period. Like, why is that a goal? What is the, why is the goal? What are we looking to accomplish with the objective of making sure we stand in our power? Well, I think that's an individual question, but I can say for me, when I say I'm standing in my empowerment movement with women, like, why is that something I don't- that is important? I, I don't know if I can answer that, but I, for me, when I think of powerful, I think of me strongly connected to my higher power and it's coming, how I show up is coming from love and that's powerful to me. Okay. When I come from fear, that's not powerful to me. Sure. So for me, and I've read that. Would you ever read that book, Power Versus Force? It's phenomenal. Absolutely. Phenomenal book. Yeah. David, David Hawkins. Yep. Yeah. And I, years ago, I read that. 
And that to me really resonated with me. And it was basically, it's so easy to me. Here's love. Is it come from love based mm-hmm. or does it come from fear? And when you force them, it's more from the fear when you're in your true power. So for the word powerful to me and why I did the positive power lady is because when you're coming from true power, you don't need to do all that. It doesn't have to be fear based. When you're aligned with your true essence of who you are, yeah, you're powerful. Of that is love. Yeah, you're going to access power. Yeah, when you're coming from fear, you have to force yourself through life. Yeah, but I can tell you, Sandy, that is not what people are orienting to when they talk about women need to be empowered. There, th- that orientation. This is my perception. Okay, so I'll just put it this way. Yeah. My perception is we need to do this because it's it's inside of we need to stand up for ourselves because the world is is a threat to who we are as women do you think and i see that and i and i think again even with the women i know that are very into that movement and they do a lot of different programs and if you think about the women that are very into that yeah. like what would you say their state their, their consciousness is what's the emotional state they're in inside of that space. Well, I was going to say there's a lot of anger. I was going to say three different ones. One is they're coming from fear because something happened to them and they, they're scared. They they don't want it to happen again. Number two is uh, mothers who don't want it to happen to their daughters. They're, They're doing that. Uh-huh. And then the third thing is not as fearful, but just not wanting to go backwards, but to move forward with, this is the, the thing, you know, that is good. The equality, you know, in how far women have come and not wanting to take a step back the other direction. Okay, great. So all three of them are all inside of fear. Even the step forward? Well, no, you, let's make sure we don't go backwards. Yeah. You want to keep going forward. Yeah. Like we don't want to, we don't want to fall backwards. We got to make sure we don't fall backwards. We don't got to make sure we don't lose the power we've gained. Okay. So how could you change it up to come from love? And um, still want to see changes because you could still see, want to see changes and come from love. What are the changes that we're looking to see? Uh, let's say that you want to make sure that the women have equal pay. Okay. For the same amount of time, the same situation, which I'm not as familiar with because of working for myself, but I think it, it might be. A I think the study showed that some, that women get paid 70% of what men get paid in the same position or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to misquote it, but I think it's a real thing. So let's just say that you want to uh, help that go away. Not even fight it. I don't even want to say fight it, but you want to have that. Just like you, the women, the women who fought is the word, right, to have voting rights. I mean, there, there's those. I don't know how else to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get it. All right, so. Yeah. So what's the question? How do how do you make that from a love base that, you know, you want to have equal pay? That's a real thing. And Mm -hmm. they will probably look at it like, huh, just like we do with voting. But I don't know if they didn't come from fear based to get our vote. I I don't know. I wasn't back then, you know. Yeah, I got you. Well, again, I'm not like the the things that are. There are lots of things to address on this planet uh, that that need that that you could say um, would be a good idea to 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 adjust, right? Like there are lots of things that we can do to tune up mm-hmm. what we're up to on this planet. Like there's no question about it, right? Right. But as we've said ad nauseum, uh, what's the state I'm in when I'm starting to engage in this thing? If I'm if I am looking to create this outcome called um, equal pay, yeah, yeah, uh, I may say, you know what, from a place of acceptance of what is, from a place of of confidence, from a place of peace, from a place of love, I'm going to start taking actions to make changes. Okay, okay, right, all right. If 
I'm doing it from a place of these bastards don't respect us and we're going to get them to respect us and we're going to make a difference and we're going to fight for this. Well, that's a different consciousness we're creating from. And the consciousness is our contribution. I hate to break it to you. The consciousness is a contribution. What do you mean by that? Meaning the consciousness I'm holding is the contribution I'm making. If I am inside of insecurity, fear, anger, resentment, and I actually get pay to to level out, yeah. the contribution I made was insecurity, unworthiness, resentment, and anger. Okay. I see. Because that's how that's how consciousness works. That's how energy but, works. Uh, just to mm-hmm. clarify, you're not yeah. saying that you don't want to accomplish it. It's just like you said, we keep saying, from what space? Yes, because that's truly what's going to influence and will be our contribution. Okay. I- because our, our, our state is what creates. And there, think, of like, cause think of it this way, okay? If, if I wanted to create wealth, yeah. you could create wealth from all kinds of states. And we've seen people create uh, unbelievable amounts of wealth from anger, insecurity, resentment, unworthiness. Yes, yes. Right? Okay. Their contribution to their, to, to, to their life and to the world, they are inside of building wealth and they're doing it from a place of insecurity, anger, and resentment, et cetera. Well, that's their contribution. That's what they have influenced the world with. I got you. And, I got you. And we've seen that in – all kinds of different ways in our current current life. Yep. Our current experience. I mean, you could and I'm not going to name names, but there are very prominent figures right now that have reached very high levels in our society and you can say that they've accomplished things. Yep. Their influence was 100% the conscious they were creating from. I get it. Yeah. I I I understand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with looking to create change in this world. And by God, there's yeah. plenty to do. Yeah. But understanding that the way I'm holding myself is the true contribution I'm making. If we all oriented to that, if we all owned that in a particular way and said, you know what? The contribution I'm choosing to make into this world is to to embody peace, to embody love, to embody acceptance, mm-hmm. to embody inspiration, and I'm going to create these outcomes. Then mm-hmm. I've made not only a contribution inside of creating from those from that place of inspiration, passion, love, etc., but I've also created this outcome that you know gives people an opportunity to. To, to create in the way that they'd like to create. You're giving people an opportunity to, to create in the way that, that aligns for them by, no, and by, I like, by yeah. giving them an opportunity. Yeah, and you know what I like that you said before? I, I, I like that you said, who do you want to consult? Like I thought you were going to talk, talk to me about people, but you are like, do you want to consult? <laughs> Yeah, I think of my emotions as my consultants. Yeah, like I really want to consult love and joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Passion. Yeah, like anger, anger tells me to not be disrespected and to stand up for yourself. And, you know, that's anger is going to be anger's opinion. All right. Now, listen, every time I'm bringing on a guest, I ask people for three questions. To, and I have to, if I'm going to, I can just see as we're going to go on. I'm like, ah, I forgot to ask my questions. So. I got to make sure I got in. One of them was the how to handle yourself at work, which you pretty much answer. We got to switch gears here. We're going to talk about being standing in your true power, coming from love, and you're a mom. Okay. And the question is, and you and I have addressed this. How can you, well, I don't want to make sure I get the words right. How can you really stay in that place of love? When you see somebody you love in pain or hurting, whether and this one was for their child, mm-hmm. how is it possible to stay in that? They said loving state because we were talking about, uh-huh. it, but which is powerful, and be joyful 
when you, someone you love is really sad, hurting and in pain as a mom. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, joy is a loving state. I, I, I don't think that if you see a child in pain, dancing around and singing joyfully is what you should be doing. You can definitely. Sure. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can hold a state of compassion for somebody. That's a loving state. Okay. You can hold a place of acceptance. You can hold a place of compassion. You can, you can, you can bring that and influence the space. Now, if somebody's in pain, I promise you, if you brought compassion and acceptance and love to the space, you would serve that person in ways you can't even imagine. But don't you think as a mom that, and I'm not saying it's not the same thing for dads, but don't you think, I heard someone say this, you know, you've heard this too. You can't get sad enough to make someone happy. You can't get poor enough, right? You heard that, right? It goes on and on. You know that. I could address other people's kids, which I did, right? And I could be in that space because they're not my kids. Don't you think it's harder to not be sad or, you know, hurt in your heart ache when you see someone you love, especially your children in pain and you feel like you can't help them? Like it's not something you put a bandaid on. Don't you think it's more difficult and that you might need to send in the troops because you just can't get there? Well, yeah, of course it's harder. Yeah. It's much easier to hold a place of unconditional love and acceptance for a stranger than it is for your family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely correct. No doubt about it. So what do you do? That's what the question is. The bottom line is, so what do you do? What do you do in that situation with a child? Yeah. Like your your kid Uh, is... Step one is you got to identify where am I at right now? Oh, I feel sad. Oh, I feel... um, I feel sad. So let's just use sad. I feel sad. Okay. And probably what's there as well is I feel guilty or I feel powerless or I feel like there's a whole slew of emotions that are activated inside of you when that goes down. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's like a little kid. Do you know what I mean? You can't really talk. Like I see this all the time and you feel I I see my kids in that state constantly. Like that that happens. It's called life. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this insane expectation or fantasy we have that our kids aren't going to be in pain ever is insane. It's silly. It's so silly. And that we're trying to, and that's why we, you know, we did that podcast on stop worrying about your kids. Yeah. If my goal is to protect my kids and make sure they're never in pain, yeah. I am literally weakening them. I am setting them up for disaster. Because that is not life. That's fantasy land. Yeah. Yeah. So if my child is in pain, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Show them how to navigate the space. And if you're triggered by sadness and desperate, like you feel despair, you feel hopelessness, well, you're not going to be able to help the situation. Right. You got to attend to your space. How you would stay in the more powerful loving space for them like you're like you you gotta own your space first yeah and you gotta no it's not gonna be easy you. yeah it's not gonna be easy again it, it i wouldn't even look at it as it's not easy or hard it's gonna take practice, practice. because Ooh. it's gonna be something different okay Right. So, yes, it'll take practice because you're going to be doing something different. You're training your brain because right now, if you can disconnect from what's happening inside of you in that moment, yeah. what's happening with them? Hey, I'm feeling this way. It has nothing to do with my child. Yeah. It's the pattern of sadness and and despair and hopelessness and powerless is getting activated. That pattern was already there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just being triggered by my child being upset. Right. And if I'm really honest about it. I'm not even taking action because of what's happening to them. I'm taking action because I don't like the way I feel. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to say they should really, if they, because we don't have time, that's a whole nother segment. So I want to say to this person, we did do a podcast all about this that you could look up and really go into it because we went through the whole, and, but I'm glad we did touch on it because I get it. Women like they're, 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 they're thinking about a mom, their friend, their businesswoman, their, you know. All right. Yeah. So the second question is, well, this is pretty funny. 
So how do you break up with, I have to ask, how do you break up with your boyfriend who cheated on you, but stay in your true power without wanting to hit him? Oh, you align with gratitude and be like, thank you so much for doing that. I know this doesn't align for me. Have a nice day. (laughs) It's like, that's easy, man. I like that without hitting them. I like that part, Matt. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, like I think, you know, it's like, well, number, like, I mean, oh my God, like this, this, this could be a whole nother deal, but. I know. I just, but I I had to ask. Yeah, it's fine. If if the vision for my relationship is is to have a certain experience, and I show up that way, I show up and I'm, I'm not looking for something from the relationship. So step one, when I go into a relationship, if you're in a relationship right now and you're looking for something from the relationship, we're we're in trouble. Oh, I'm in this relationship because I'm looking for love and support and all this stuff. I want this from my relationship. So basically, what you're at, what you're doing is you want to be a parasite. Okay. If you orient yourself, hey, this is the contribution I'm looking to make in a relationship, and I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to my contribution to this relationship is love, passion, inspiration, etc. And I show up in that way with my partner, and they decide to cheat on me. Well, then I am celebrating that this person clearly doesn't align with what I'm looking to create, and I'll be excited about what does come into my space because that doesn't resonate. I love the way you want her to go in and say, thank you. (laughs) Because honestly, man, like if, and I'm telling you, if people in their relationships oriented to what do I want to answer to in this relationship, meaning what do I, what's my contribution? What do I want to bring as an experience to this relationship? I'm going to bring love to this space. I'm going to bring passion to this space. I'm going to bring inspiration to this space. That's my contribution to the relationship. I'm not asking this relationship to provide anything from me because I hate to break it to everybody. No relationship can provide you with whatever it is you're looking for. If you're looking for love and support and value and acceptance, like there's not a person on the planet that can provide that for you. So once you can account and say, listen, I'm going to bring love, acceptance, value, empowerment to my relationship, then what the other person decides to opt in and, and bring or not bring has nothing to do with you. It's just a, it's just a, 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 an example of their capacity and where they're at. All right. That's cool. All right. We got to get this last one in. All right. This cracks me up. Since a little girl, I've been taught by my dad to say what's ever on my mind in head out mouth. It gets me in trouble, but I won't get ulcers. Isn't that true power? No, it's terrible advice. Wait, I like the part. Wait a minute. I won't get ulcers. I do know what they're saying. You, you do know what they're saying, right? I, I get it. It's just, I, I say my idea. Like, get, get it. Don't hold it in. Get it out. No, I, All right. I get it. So why is this terrible advice? But, but like, your dad probably, we just want to clarify, your dad probably met well with the information he had. All right, so go ahead. No, no. <laughs> He's evil. And no, I'm just kidding. kidding. Um, I feel like joking. this is Ask Matt. You know, like, do you have Rabbi? <laughs> well, it, it's it's a similar idea. Oh, that could be a whole show. Sorry. My brain went a whole other direction. All right, go ahead. Um, it, it's the similar concept or idea of when you're angry, go hit a heavy back. But they're just not saying. They're saying what's in head, out, mouth. They didn't say good or bad. No, no, I understand, but 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 there may be certain things that are better off not said. Like it, discernment is a good thing to have, and Ooh. and this whole idea of of uh, speaking things from certain like we're all going to feel angry, we're all going to feel unworthy, we're all going to have these normal emotions, and so if we just freely speak the opinions of all these emotions, like well, what if she's getting sure in trouble? <laughs> Like, like, think about if, like, every time you were in a place of anger, irritation with somebody, you just said whatever you were thinking about them. Yeah, those were like, probably like if you like that thinking and that putting that out there is going to influence in a certain way. Absolutely, I don't, I don't see how that's helpful. Um, I don't see how that's beneficial, but I do understand the idea of we'll let it out. Hell yeah. I feel like we should have Dear Matt on again 
and we should give him more of our questions because he was awesome. And I love his view on being a positive power lady. I'm sure you do too. And if you have more questions for Matt or me, please send them our way. Please. We would love to hear from you. All right. And this has been Let's Keep It Real, but you can go to Positive Bitch Lady. You know, we're doing them every week and that's just for the ladies. And I hope you enjoy it. And, you know, until next time, all I have to say is toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.